Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this podcast. My name is Willem van Amerwe, the pebble in your shoe. And I am Rissakotawane. I don't, I don't have any extra, any extra descriptors. Why didn't you use the other descriptor? You felt like you didn't want to use it again. I'm going to use it again. Oh. I just wanted a new, fresh reaction from you. Oh. Okay. And for those not knowing what we're talking about, which is going to be every single one of you, because none of you know this information, <laughs> we are talking like this because uh, we have recorded this podcast before and audio got corrupted. We're not going to point fingers or anything over here. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, the most pointy fingery uh, phrase in the world is, we're not going to... Um, 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 a great episode for you, you people. I'm not... <laughs> Dude. But his acting was weird. But especially um, uh, Mark Wahlberg's acting. Yeah. Especially. He was... But... <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's a special movie man it's a movie that i feel like had the potential with the concept to be something cool but then it was that and yeah quite it's an interesting watch though a very interesting watch very interesting um i would say watch it with a friend or two or three and maybe even crack a couple of beers and then just have fun yeah and just look at it like like a comedy like a straight up comedy like every line is comedic it will be hilarious yeah the opening is somewhat serious though with the death scenes um oh yeah i, I oh, yeah it, it, it did start pretty dark but like, i but overtly I, dark but i have to say um i feel like i might be in the minority here because i'm just like a weird uh, sometimes i have a weird sense of sense of humor but when all the uh, people fell down it was kind of funny just because of the amount of people falling down you know it, from the building yeah the first one was serious and I'm like oh damn but then when everybody just started it it's just that's messed up man. no it you remember I started singing hallelujah it's yeah I remember that's messed up and I said that's messed up yeah, man that ain't right <laughs> but it, it wasn't right and I agree but <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that it's funny it's it, <laughs> <laughs> if it was real footage I wouldn't laugh but it was a movie and I know it didn't happen so I, I can laugh at it <laughs> yeah enough. I guess it was one of those um, laughing at the absurdity of it more than that yeah. it's actually funny yeah is, is I think more the thing yeah just to save myself a little bit here <laughs> so that I don't lose the like one or two fans <laughs> that I have my my personal fan base. Uh, I wa- watched Malcolm and Marie. I didn't talk about this in the last podcast, right? Um, yes, you did. Well, oh, last podcast as in, mean, in last week. Yeah, last week's podcast. Don't think so, right? Oh, we actually did the podcast directly after I watched it. Yeah, I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty interesting movie. Um, it was basically two people just shouting at each other for two hours, percent, <laughs> <laughs> with increasing toxicity as time goes along, which. Uh, so basically, I'll hope, yeah, yeah, nah, I'm yeah hopefully, <laughs> I'm hopefully that is announced episode thirty. Just like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's I, I've seen a lot of critique about, uh, for a while. Like I thought it was basically gonna be fifteen minutes in it, um, like inciting incident, and then twenty minutes in, it's just gonna be murder. 
Mm. But it only happens at 25 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, apparently he received a bit of uh, critique for that also. Oh, which one now? Assassination Nation. Oh, oh, yes. Despite it doing well. And um, in in this film, the guy who um, John David Washington plays has like a he's a filmmaker and he has like a whole rant about um reviewers and how how they don't really get the art and how they don't really know how to review things and how they use words like authentic because they don't know shit about actual filmmaking and how i don't know man that doesn't sound authentic to me (laughs) (laughs) um and then some of the critique from film critics was talking about that which I found so funny. Yeah, like that is kind criti- of funny. Yeah, phone critics are critiquing the part that critiques them. It's like, dude, what are you, what are you guys doing? So it's almost like Levinson put a trap there for them. Yeah, there was also in one of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, I think it's called Lady in the Water or Lady in the Something. I think it's Lady in the Water, where there was also a critic character who was basically the butt of a joke and he was... Almost like it was basically the same type of thing, and then all of the critics are like, "Nah, this guy, we hate him. He's not good." Film critics kind of deserve it, though. Yeah, because I mean, they because uh, they can be really like snooty sometimes and just snobby. Yeah, let, let it just be like, known: we're not film critics. We are not we're not film filmmakers. Oh no, yeah, we just talk about movies. We just talk about movies and sometimes point out their flaws and say what they can do better. But we are not film critics. Let that be said. Let that be known. Yes, let, <laughs> let that be known. Let, let's put that out into the ether. We are not film critics. Okay, now quickly, yeah, continue co- critiquing the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> why. Yeah, well, let me get back to that. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and then I watched Before Midnight, the, the third in the Before trilogy. Thought it was before very what? Okay, continue. Oh, wow. <laughs> I watched it before I watched uh, the other two movies I watched that night, which are Small Axe, which is part of Steve McQueen's anthology uh, that came out last year that's received great reviews. This is the only... I watched Lover's Rock, which is episode two in the anthology. It's the only one I've watched so far. It's not actually in order, so... But I'll watch the rest of them in order. But that's irrelevant. And then I also watched the third and the two old boys. Why did you end up watching it out of order, like the first one you watched? Because I wanted to watch the one that, like, the the romantic, whatever. Oh, okay, so it was a... Yeah. Because you wanted to, you heard of that one and you were like, I'm gonna... Yeah, I knew one of them was, was that, so I just basically found that one and then started there. Uh, yeah. All pretty great films. Uh, to all the boys, that was I. That was nice. Uh, oh, so you're telling to all the boys that it's nice, good movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling, yeah. Yeah, so boys, you just got to know. To all the these, boys. These is. movies that are... <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else that you watched, bro? Um, yeah, I didn't really have a, a great m- movie and series week. Um, other thing we watched, actually, is WandaVision. We Ooh. watched the latest episode of that. And as again, as we said last week just give that a watch we're not going to talk about the individual episodes because we're not going to do that to you you need to watch it on your own until the show is finished then until we're it's finished talk about everything yes when it's finished no, we'll give you basically a week to catch up and then we're no gonna... no it will already be done we're a week ahead yes so. oh you mean the will yeah, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna automatically give a week oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm advanced branding this. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, and yeah, and then we'll have uh, we might even have like a whole episode dedicated to it. Who knows? Doubt it. Yeah, we don't have enough <laughs> to say. Now we'll talk like, but we'll have a good a good portion of the program for that. And um, oh, I, I've been watching Flight Attendant. Oh, that show is damn good. That show, hey, that's all I'll say for now. I'm not done yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say much more than that until I'm done. But that show did finish last year, so oh, but you haven't watched it yet, so I haven't. But I I can quickly binge it in one day. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't continue watching Doro Hey Doro um, for those of you who are really excited to hear my thoughts on it um, I didn't watch any further episodes so sorry what? about that come on dude you gotta I, I, I know come on dude. it's it's basically my job, job now watch stuff <sighs> it's like you don't want to do this no I mean <laughs> no that's not it <laughs> The, the fans have been clamoring. They've been clawing to know. They've sent emails. They've <laughs> called me. They've called you. They, everybody just really wants to know what is our favorite movies that we have watched last year? Yeah, not, not our favorite movies that came out last year. Just, the, just our favorite ones that we watched last year. Yes. Well, the original one was actually people wanted to know what's our favorite movies of last year, but... We didn't want to have a list that just consists of four movies. <laughs> the four movies that came out last year. Oh, what were they? What movies came out last year? Um, I don't want to say. What? What? You what, if, what, if, what if they're on my list? Oh, I guess. We, okay. Spoilers. Okay, no, sorry. We, we don't want to spoil anything here. Yeah. Um, uh, there's no movies from last year on my list. Uh, I mean... Uh, um, uh, Savage. <laughs> okay, but but yeah. Uh, will you begin? No, you 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 start. What? Yeah, you started. You start. You started what? last time. You started. Yeah, again. but it's we keep it fresh, and I did the introduction, so I lead it on to you. Well, now I've thrown it back to you. So. <laughs> well, now we're gonna have a nice volley going here because I hit it back down. Hey man, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. Okay, I Volley can't do this all day. You. Okay, I can't do this all day. I, I missed the ball and now it's my turn. Okay. The first movie on my list is called uh, The Black Coat's Daughter, but it got a name change uh, after it was originally released, uh, and it is now more commonly known as September. Do you know about this movie? Really? We talked about this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, what can I say? When you start talking horror, I just zone out. It's just, you know, I'm here and then I'm not. Or I am there in the moment, but then my brain is like, do we need this? And then just deletes the file when I go to sleep. Damn shame. <laughs> okay. Um, I have new uh, uh, information on this movie that I didn't talk about previously. Because I just searched it here to see if it is September, because I forgot if it's actually September, but Letterbox isn't telling this to me. So, so let's just call it the Blackout's Daughter. You will get to the thing. But now I saw the director's name and then it refreshed my memory. The director of this movie is called Oz Perkins. And 
if memory serves me right, serves me correctly, if I remember correctly, he is the son of uh, 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 other guy whose surname is Perkins, <laughs> who played uh, the man in, can you think of a classic, in the classic horror movie from long ago? Horror movie? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Psycho. Yes, P. Psycho, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Psycho, yeah, he played the. He's the the director of this movie. Is the son of the actor who played the man in Psycho. Oh, that's so elaborate. Yes, because I forgot everybody's name involved with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so really, hope you enjoyed that fun fact. But the movie is basically about demonic possession and or, or perceived demonic possession and weird occurrences happening, and it has like. A, skips between two different uh, parallel or like uh, stories that take place and it's it's very interesting very uh, well made and i really enjoyed it and that is all i have to say and there's a lot brewing underneath the surface you can read into it a bit more it's it's not a shallow movie mm-hmm. and also it's it's called the blackhead's daughter um but but you only see like uh, someone with a blackhead for like a half a second and then you're like oh okay i guess i guess it's called this because her father has a blackhead that's that's wild oh. so so i guess that's why they changed the name to september because they were like nah this has nothing to do with the movie actually yeah. interesting in case but the black house daughter sounds cool it is a cool name yeah i think so too yeah unless you realize why it's called that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it means something else, and I'm just um. But on to you. Number ten on my list is. Uh, oh, number ten. So yours is in order. I mean, no, this is ish, a, kind of. Okay, uh, I forgot to say all of my movies are not in order except for the top three. Um, okay, on to you. Damn! Even with all this extra time, you didn't rank them. Um, I didn't. <sighs> it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is Black is King by Beyonce. Oh no, we don't want to get copyrighted, so we, we, can't, we can't be singing for them. I know you wanted to start singing and join in. You guys All can't see him right ladies. now, but he's standing up, ready to do ladies. the dance. All the single ladies. Shaking his ass. Damn, bro. Damn. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Black is King. Um, it is like, it's basically an extended music video that goes on for, I mean, basically feature length, I think 60 or 70 minutes. And I thought it was a masterful work of art. It's not really a narrative film. Um, there's like a loose narrative that goes through it. It's supposed to be loosely based on the Lion King, but it's it's barely there to be honest. Finally, a, a new Lion King adaptation that you enjoy. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this film other than it was beautifully done, uh, brilliantly crafted. I loved that they. I loved how much African collaboration went into creating this piece. 
uh, I wish we had more African pieces that were afforded this kind of budget because this was crazy. But this is also Beyonce. So, but yeah, you shouldn't have to be Beyonce to be black and get a budget. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Don't really have much more to say other than that was a great experience. And I hope we see more stuff like it in the future. Where can one find this? On YouTube. Is it on YouTube? I think. Yeah. Oh, on on this you can find this on Disney Plus. Okay, excellent. <laughs> yeah. well, because I was just wondering uh, because it, I feel like this is a type of thing people should support. So yeah, uh, just to show that you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see snippets of it on on YouTube though, but in that the songs are separated. It's uh, so it's basically it's music videos in a way yeah and I think there's I think there's more in the actual feature form that connects them but um, yeah okay so do give those a watch to show that you know more things like this should be made I'm talking to myself as well since I need to watch this too <laughs> okay and the next movie on my list is a classic a classic movie called Day of the Dead it's from George A. Romero, the godfather of, or grandfather, the, the big daddy of zombie cinema. And it is, I would say, f for my money, it is probably the best of the, of the, of the dead uh, series of movies, which is a bit of a controversial statement since a lot of people would say it's the first or second movie in the series, which is Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. But I would say it's the third one just because of all the extra elements added in there of like the military and the human is the actual uh, villain and- <gasps> The human is the actual villain? Amongst zombies, right? <laughs> it's it's whole new ground. Um, it is it is was actually pretty. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, the, the, um, there were hints of that in the first movie as well, and in the second movie, it also had a lot of those elements. But I feel it's just really more in the forefront in the third movie mm -hmm. uh, in this trilogy, and I just really enjoyed the practical effects. It is some of the greatest effects also made uh, made by the master of the game uh, of practical effects whose name I also forgot I just keep on forgetting names Ooh. let me quickly give it a young google uh, and the practical effects for day of the dead is made by master of uh, practical effects Tom Savini who is Mm, he's one of the best. Uh, do yourselves a favor. Oh, actually, I'll, I might have like a whole segment uh, dedicated to him in the future. So, so but if you don't want to wait for that, uh, you can Google him and watch some of the other movies he's worked on. But yes, Day of the Dead is a great movie and you don't have to watch the first two in the series uh, to watch this because it's all new, <clears throat> all new characters and there's not really a through-line story between the three movies, but I also recommend the first two of the series as well. And Night of the Living Dead you can find for free on YouTube or wherever because it's in the public domain, so ah. it's all legal. <laughs> uh. 
hey, I recognize that name as you said it just now. And in a show that I watched last year called Lock and Key, there's like this little filmmaking crew and they want to make like horror movies and stuff like that. And they call themselves the Savini Squad because they freaking love that guy's um, practical effects. You see? That's very cool. Yeah, Tom Savini is... um this is also one of the interesting things about the horror uh, fan base, especially um, fans of the earlier horror movies where a lot of practical effects were um, made. Because not in anything else do you get fanfare around someone in such a department. Yeah. Because think, can you name one, or have you ever heard of one CGI artist's name, like someone who worked on Marvel or something? Didn't you you mentioned the guy for Sonic the other day, but I don't know his name, so your point stands. <laughs> I guess, yeah. but that's that's because of uh, I figured that out because of that. Uh, that's exception to the rule. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I said your point stands, <laughs> but um, yeah, where the practical effects you get, yeah, practical effects heroes like Tom Savini. He's just an absolute freaking legend. That's pretty cool. He was in it also. Apparently he cameoed in the show. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that he cool. also designed, uh, helped design, uh, I think, the mask for The Fiend in WWE. But that's that's neither here nor there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to work it in, huh? You know, I got it. I got it. <sighs> All right. <laughs> yes, on to your next pick. My next pick is called High Rise by, hmm, I didn't actually check who it was by. Uh, he's by the lad who did Kill List, but I forgot his name. Kill List is a great movie, but, but oh, it's... Oh yeah, by Ben Wheatley. Yes. Who made Kill List, Rebecca, Free Fire. Free Fire is a great movie. Uh, I haven't watched Kill List, but I've seen Inside Sears, which I think I've seen a random trailer for at some point. So you've basically seen the movie. Yeah, you the know. Way trailers go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this movie, High Rise, it has Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston, sorry, Elizabeth Moss, Jeremy Irons. It's a pretty good movie. I mean, pretty pretty great actors in it. But so essentially, what the movie is about is these these people live in this um, high rise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna call it like a luxury whatever apartment type vibe sort of thing and the way it goes is that eventually people just stop leaving the actual the actual building and a little bit of a society forms on the inside of this building and eventually just absolute anarchy takes takes hold and things just go absolutely crazy and bonkers and it has some surrealist elements um yeah i just thought it was such a it was so wild it was such a wild ride to actually watch this movie. I mean, I watched the trailer, so I knew it was going to be wild, but I was actually watching it and experiencing it was something different. Also, because when I had watched the trailer, it was two years previously, and I just had it on my watch list, and then I eventually did get to it. And oh, I was that's, like, oh. that's rare. That's what? rare to have something in your watch list for so long and then actually getting to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew, you know, I, I was when I was watching. I mean, it was during lockdown, so, like, I, I think I you go through all. Movies. Yeah. Well, I actually didn't work through that many. It's right? kind of sad. Same. It's kind of kind of messed up. But on that, on that particular day, I happened to be uh, in the mood for something random. So I picked that one. 
and uh it was it was great <laughs> yeah it was honestly a great experience i wish more i wish we had more movies i mean i think we're starting to see a little bit more of it now um some mov- more movies with like strange and surrealist elements getting these kind of budgets because this movie definitely definitely had a substantial budget or at least it looked like it did with the set design and whatnot for some reason the wikipedia page is not showing me the budget so i can't tell you what it is or they had a big budget or they used their budget really well they okay it looks like they used their budget really well what is the budget there uh six million pounds oh wow Holy flip. I didn't see the movie, so I can't say exactly, but that sounds That's like tiny. Not, yeah, and it, I mean, <laughs> that I is saw a some clips and it looks budget. great. That is insane. That's pretty good. Well, these, yeah, okay, that means the actors must have really wanted to do this. Because, because like these, these, these are not small actors, man, and Tom had already. Whoa, are you calling them fat? <laughs> <laughs> Tom had already been Loki at this time, so I can't imagine his. Uh, his he was Loki. What? Tom was already Loki in the MCU. Um, Not Loki in the MCU. Loki, the character in the MCU. Thor's little brother. I, I thought he was just like kind of in the MCU. You oh know? yeah, no, no, no. He's definitely in there. He's definitely in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's Loki in there. <laughs> yes, he's Loki in there. Shut up. <laughs> oh. I think okay. it's based on yeah. It seems like it's uh, based on a based on a novel by J. G. Bellow. Of course, you you know J. G. Bellow. Oh, the, me and J. G. We go way back. <laughs> you and Joji. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I've been around since Filthy Frank days. Oh, nice, 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 nice. I don't think I really have anything much more to say about her. I think it's definitely worth the watch. Awesome experience. I'm done. And for my next pick, I'm thinking of ending things. <gasps> No, that is the name of the movie. Oh! I totally didn't know that from when you made the joke in the last podcast. What? (laughs) I do not regurgitate jokes. (laughs) Uh, It's just so... You know, how could you not? It's just literally there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, it's... uh, Speaking of surrealist elements in modern movies, actually, didn't this movie come out last year? It did. Okay, so I lied when I said I have no movie from last year in my list. You did. See, aren't you surprised now? (laughs) 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 But it is a very surrealist um, movie, and it starts with uh, basically a woman going to um, visit the parents of a boyfriend to have dinner at their place. And then just weird things happen. And it keeps on happening. And it is quite a wild ride. And it's a basically a big puzzle of a movie that you have to sit down afterwards and just try and figure out what is going on, piece all the pe- put all the pieces together, and just make your own assumptions and it is great and it stays with you if you want it to stay with you of course uh you can if you want just forget about it like most things but if you give it the time it can really stick with you and have an impact and really tell an interesting story a story that might have been like a boring drama if given like a normal 
movie uh, style, but the way it's given is so surrealist and so unique that I'm not even sure if the movie I'm thinking it is, is the movie you're going to think it is. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of I'm thinking of ending things. That's, that's some real talk, man, with two E's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the name of the podcast? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've also seen this with a, with a C. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had mixed feelings about this movie. Um, yeah, I I think when it comes to to, to surrealist contact uh, content, I kind of I mean, and this goes directly against surrealist content, but I kind of feel like I like it when it still goes towards a a likely answer. And with this one, I just felt like there was so much left to interpretation that maybe I just wasn't comfortable with that. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was all right. Oh, yeah. And then also there was like an hour in a car in this movie, just them driving. And okay, the dialogue the first time around was kind of interesting. But like, dude, an hour in the car? Nah, I wasn't feeling that. No, we don't talk about the car scene. (laughs) We uplift the movies. (laughs) No, but the the car scene, I feel like I could forgive the car scene just because of basically what you said, the dialogue, and also what was happening. And it every they kept on things kept on happening even in the car, and things that were said that you just need to constantly piece together. the The car scene doesn't even it didn't bother me when I watched it. And now it's time for your next pick. My next pick is. My next pick is a group of movies, actually. I'm cheating. I'm gaming the system. Let it go. I guess since I uh, chose some movies that I have seen before, you can pick some extra. Uh, 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 My my top three is in order. Yeah, but it wasn't yesterday. It was. I I moved it. I did. Yesterday. Your top three was not in an order. Your actual top three itself was not in yeah. order. Oh, you mean when you said your top three is in order, you meant to say I had selected a top three. Is that what you meant uh, no. to say? Yeah, no. that is. <laughs> I guess because when it actually came to your top three, I still remember I was the one who was like, "Nah, just say this one's your favorite," because clearly it is your favorite. But that's not that. Or this neither here nor there. <laughs> okay, I will put my top three in order this time. All right, which uh, is funny because it is actually the same order it came out. <laughs> 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 that I mentioned it yesterday. Not that you guys would know. Uh, oh yeah, so mine is Palm Springs, uh, which is with Andy Samberg and Kristen Militoli. It is a romantic comedy that is a classic loop movie. And the other one, the reason I put them in a group is because the other one is Groundhog Day. And it was the first time I watched Groundhog Day last year. Very old movie definitely yeah i mean it might be the first movie ever made yeah it might be it might the way it influenced cinema (laughs) it might just be um and groundhog day was such a pleasant surprise i did not expect i mean i know everyone says that when there's a loop movie it's it's um i mean i'd obviously known that they had said that this is a groundhog day type situation and because of all the different spoofs of of this kind of thing in TV shows and whatever it's kind of could kind of piece together what the film itself is gonna was gonna come to but 
I did not expect it to be as enjoyable as it was. And I still, there was still a few surprises here and there, but how they, you know, um, explored each of the loops and his whole journey through it. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. And with Palm Springs, it was just, you know, a nice rom-com and a, and a cool loop. And uh, yeah, I don't really want to say more than that. Nearly said more than that. Don't want to say any more than that. And yeah, the thing with uh, with Groundhog Day is just like the perfect pacing and the yeah, and the comedy still stands, you know. But uh, yes, um, and the story just works in um, in Groundhog Day, and yeah, there's just a nice character arcs and good good stuff happening in there. Really, uh, a masterclass in in script writing, I would think. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. I haven't actually read the the script for it, but the way it's presented on screen, I would assume that the script for it is great and a really. No, uh, they just got to set, made it up as they went along. Come on, bro! Did no, you read the trivia? <laughs> I sent you the trivia. Come on, man! <laughs> All of it is just improvised. Uh, that would be pretty crazy <laughs> if if it was something like that, but it's not. So. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um. My next movie is The Raid: Redemption. Ooh. Which is funny because the redemption part there would, uh, you know, usually when you have a extra name for your movie like that, it's maybe a sequel or something. But no, this is just the name of the first movie, <laughs> The Raid: Redemption. And the um, second one's just called The Raid. Uh, th- that would have been funny, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the second one is the red two. Uh, so we, you know, we need to give the facts here. Oh yeah, true. You know, like Actually, we no, like we, we did with Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but yeah, the red is basically um a raid. Mm. <laughs> Intro. Yeah, yeah. Really, really okay. took you for a curve. There, it, yeah, right? <laughs> please elaborate. It's about a raid on a a drug lord's uh, apartment complex type thing. Um, and then it's just a lot of uh, fighting and shooting and and that's it. Uh, basically, it's it's almost like a a Die Hard if Die Hard didn't have a plot and everybody just knew kung fu and, no, and that wasn't kung fu. Yeah, uh, uh, martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was martial arts and not kung fu, but you know, kung fu just slipped out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's. It's just a brilliant choreography. Some of the best fighting choreography mm. in cinema. That is a fact. That is a fact. It's like uh, it's like if John Wick three, like you know how it's just action scenes the whole way through. It's if if that was performed by actual martial artists, then that that's the raid. Exactly, and it's so violent. Everything, all the hits have so much impact, and it looks like everybody's just. Beating the absolute living shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it it has good editing for the. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let me, let me. I was the one who said it a lot of times. I was saying. Part of what makes the the fighting so so impactful in the film is that in a lot of in a lot of fight choreography. 
in action movies we either especially for hand to hand we either have way too many cuts and we basically and usually can usually a, a cut right before the actual impact so that they don't show the i mean so that it doesn't look like it's not impacting so then they cut away and then the impact happens at a different angle just to kind of fool the system but with that a lot of times the actual force gets lost but yeah continue what you were saying yeah um I lost my train sorry I, I, I thought I was just gonna go into deeper detail about what the cuts are for yeah uh you know not that I learned it from every frame of painting you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot of action movies cut way too frequently and then we lose the impact. Like so like what Willem was saying and that's to that's to hide the the fact that they're not actually hitting each other with impact. And and then obviously and then there's been like a trend in some movies to kind of show that like oh yeah, we actually trained these actors how to fight and they're actually I mean they're obviously still not actually hitting each other, but the 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 combat is supposed to be a little bit more realistic and as a response to this overcutting and the result of that is that we get a lot more static uh, wide shots of people fighting who actually just aren't really fighters like that and, and then it looks kind of slow and unimpactful and sometimes you can see uh, the holy ghost between the people fighting like there's just <laughs> such a big gap yeah. between the and it just it just doesn't look good. I think what's what's great about this film is that the edits are done in a way that is that's really convincing. And then also in the cases where they do have longer sustained shots, these are actual fighters, so you really do feel and see the impact. I I feel like they really they balance those two those two those two elements of you know cutting when it needs to be cut and you know keeping it there when it needs to be kept there very well in this film. And that really adds to the whole fight choreography of it all. And I think that is it for The Red. My next pick is The Invisible Man. I'm The Invisible Man. I'm The Invisible Man. Well, I'm surprised you would sing it since you got mad at me every time I sang that. Yeah, well, it came up. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, the Invisible Man. Man. This guy's invisible. <laughs> Man, who is invisible? Uh, this this film, this is another one where I, I saw the trailer for this film and I was like, okay, this is going to be crazy. Look, I'm not usually one for any kind of horror or this this particular type of thriller. But when I see a trailer that like really that really blows me away i'm like okay i gotta watch this and yes, then this was very uh new ground actually because this was the first time sega actually told me bro we need to watch this horror movie yeah which is wild because usually it's me trying to convince him to watch a horror movie usually to no avail <laughs> yeah yeah the only way we ever actually end up watching horror movies when i'm like yo dude let's watch this today like when we watch midsummer yeah i was surprised that you you were the one who wanted to watch Midsummer as well, but let's not talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. Yes, that's and why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the Invisible Man. And then we went to the cinemas while cinemas were still open uh, in the before times. It was great. It was really amazing. It, it was, It's so masterfully... So masterfully done. The the tension that is held in this thing is, but but before any of that, let's just talk <laughs> about the title card. <laughs> yeah, you can go go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The title card is 
So good. I, I, Perfect. I know everybody loves a chef kiss sound in their <laughs> ears. In their ears. <laughs> in their ears. Are we doing ASMR now? No, 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 no. <laughs> but the title of the movie in the beginning is Invisible. It's freaking invisible, bro. It's, it's the coolest thing ever. It's and, all, yeah. Uh, no go ahead go ahead i want to talk a lot just now anyway and the way you see it is because it's at the ocean and then you see the waves crashing into it and the water dripping off of the invisible tidal yep they use negative space so that you can actually see what it says dude it is it's the coolest thing the designer slash special effects artist they came up with that gave him or her all the money yeah to do all of the titles for all the movies yeah (laughs) ever (laughs) because that that was honestly great so this film what it's actually about <laughs> is about a invisible man yeah yeah it's about an invisible man okay moving on Willem, what's okay, your next my pick? next one your um, next pick. <laughs> no this is about it's it's about a woman who is in an abusive relationship and she's able to escape the 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 relationship and actually how the movie opens is her escaping from from this guy's so the first sequence is like her escaping from this guy's mansion and the type of planning it's like heist like precision in order to get out of this mansion she has to go through so much theatrics in order to get out of this house it really gives you the impression that this man is a monster yeah absolute monster she has yeah she has to like run across this entire state and like scale this big ass wall and then her friend like drives up at exactly the right moment and then they leave it is it's pretty insane um and then after that the the so this guy is like heralded as like this brilliant scientist so like people obviously like they don't really believe like her side of the story anyway after she escapes the guy dies and uh then the movie continues and she is like she's really traumatized by this and but like she basically doesn't want to leave the house like uh, at a friend's place she's yeah homebound and she's pretty convinced that this guy's gonna find a way to get back at her and even after she she dies, she has a little bit of that paranoia, and then the the film continues from there. And hey, it it, it has us questioning yeah. at times. And, and, and don't let the title of the movie convince you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean, I guess if you watch yeah, the knows? entire trailer, yeah, you'll who knows know why heaven. it's called the Invisible Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> figure out why it's called the invisible man but <laughs> yeah this this film is like it's the physical manifestation of gaslighting is is what it is and and it's done it's done really well the the fact that they decided to take this concept of the invisible man and then use it specifically in the story of abuse just somehow like really really works well i don't want to really say more yeah no i think we've said basically they, all we can, can say, say without, without spoiling major spoilers yeah such a pity so much to unpack but yeah <laughs> and cinematography is pretty good oh yeah cinematography <laughs> is great oh oh the camera moves in this thing is this is hardcore the guy who did hardcore henry right yes. no, okay. no, no 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 the guy who did uh, upgrade. upgrade 
I I still need to watch that movie, but I remember the feeling I had. I'm also surprised because I remember the feeling I had when I watched that trailer in 2016. Yeah, with that camera tilting <laughs> with the flight. Yeah, they can't see. And it's the same director. Was he a director? I think co-director of the first Saw movie, but that's. Oh, neither here nor there yeah he, he, <laughs> he did something, something with that he, yeah. director or writer or producer it's something i can't remember all right i'm not yeah. gonna google it now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the the camera work in this was absolutely immaculate and given this no spoilers thing i don't think it works dude <laughs> uh, we can no spoilers for this one and then i don't know do yeah. you want to spoil it? It's uh, fine. We can just we, we can just go watch that movie, man. Trust me, it's worth it. It's brilliant on so many different levels, um, and the amount of attention to detail they had to go through in order to actually get this film right is crazy. This is like David Fincher esque, um, freaking uh, attention to detail. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but couldn't come up with it. But yeah. Uh, next, what's yours, bro? Okay, and with my next pick, I decided to have a good time. Ooh. Yes, the movie, the next movie is called Good Time. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And it is, as the title suggests, a good time. <laughs> it is a great a, time. Don't insult this film. Okay, yeah, no, it really is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I mean, it is. It made the presti- has the prestigious honor of being on my list. So. I mean, so it must be great. <laughs> yes, I don't yeah. know why I said it so sarcastically. No, it must it must be great. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, this is a a great movie by the Safety Brothers, mm-hmm. and it stars Robert Pattinson. Robert who? Robert Pattinson, the hot dog guy. Uh, yes, uh, famous for his hot dog video on YouTube uh, from Saturday Night Live. No, just himself. Vanity Fair or something. Vanity Fair, yes. I, no, I'm not sure if it is. Uh, it was but some Vanity sort Fair of does yeah. random stuff, so I feel like it might be yeah, like, I feel some like kind it, of fashion publication. Yeah, which is kind of random. It's a really funny video, yeah, it's actually. A brilliant. Video. Uh, search that uh, Robert Pattinson hot dog. You will not regret it. Yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna share it on Twitter, like just now after this podcast. Yes. So, you'll so, see that. so follow him on Twitter, At and we'll go Dubai. a week. <laughs> go, go, go two weeks back. Actually. Go, go, yeah, go to. We're only gonna publish. Uh, no, it's one week. It's one ish week. It's longer than a week because we're, only, we're not. Are we publishing tomorrow? I think we're, probably, we're gonna publish later, later in the week. Aren't we? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. so just go go through his feed. It's, <coughs> he doesn't post that much. Just go. Yeah. In his feed, you'll see it. No, yeah. just you know, Robert Pattinson on YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, hot dogs. But okay. now you also have my Twitter handle. So. Yeah. Well, do you? Did you say I your said, Twitter? Yeah, handle? I said at President Obama. Okay, and and mine is me is just Willem. I don't post anything. I don't have my password, but I am going to start. Maybe by the time this is released, I will start doing something. And he's been saying that for a year. Yes, but it's I've only <laughs> lost my password for like a a week, so that's a new added excuse I can use now. Okay, it is it is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a good time. It is about a, a two brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the two brothers is uh, mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they specify how exactly, like what type of issue he has, but it's. Um, two brothers and then they go to rob a bank mm-hmm. and robert pattinson is the the 
than a non-mentally challenged brother. Yeah, then basically they go to rob a bank and then things just happen after that. They rob a bank, but it's like a really low-scale robbery. It's I don't think that any of the customers even realized that the bank was being robbed. Yep. It was a very low-key robbery. Yeah. And then they escape there and things just happen. Like it really, uh, events happen and you don't know where it's going to go. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I actually have the, the synopsis here. I don't know if we want to include this or not, but it says the part that we, I don't know if we forgot, if you forgot this, but I had forgot this, is that the, the brother gets arrested and the rest of the movie is actually this guy trying to get the bail. Oh yeah, yeah, I've yeah. remembered that, but that, oh, okay. yeah, it's one of the events that happens. But yeah, yeah, it's basically the one gets arrested and then he needs to get bail. Yeah, I guess that's also early enough in the movie that it yeah, doesn't it really, doesn't it's part of the, the inciting incident type thing. Yeah, this one is also on my list, um, but it's, it's four. It's a joint four on my list with another film, which is a joint four, you say? You really cheated the system with oh, that one, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, but the... Is that your next pick? No, it's not my next pick. It's the one after my next ah, pick. Ah, okay. Yeah. Would have been a great transition because... <laughs> oh, because it's your next pick? No. Oh. I mean, because it's your pick oh, next, yeah, and yeah. then we could have just like yeah, <laughs> slipped no, into that. Yeah, no, unfortunately Oh, not. well, sometimes good things don't happen in this podcast. Sometimes it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything yeah. you want to say about it? Yeah, I thought I thought this was a brilliant movie. I love movies like this where things just happen, where plot happens to the character and the character has to figure out how they're going to continue to pursue what they actually want. It, it, we see a little bit of it in, in the in the Big Lebowski, we see it in Snatch. We see it in Snatch, grateful. I love that movie. <laughs> I really love that movie. The Big Lebowski, I need to see that again because that one impacted me a lot when I had watched it, but I never actually got around to watching it a second time. But anyway, yeah, I really appreciate that about this. And like, I mean, and the Safety Brothers really did a great thing in this. I mean, between this and Uncut Gems, you really see, you really see like what, what their actual style is. And this is similar to that in that it has, it, it has like an underlying sense of anxiety throughout the phone, but it's like much, it's like on a much lower tier. But then talk too much about Uncut Gems now. Well, the thing is, is that <laughs> if I'm already talking about my joint number four, it was my joint number four with Uncut Gems, so. Okay, so we're just gonna so, say Uncut Gems is, yeah, uh, because that's on my list as well. Yeah, it so, wasn't in your top three, right? No. Yeah, so we might as well talk about okay, Uncut let's just Gems go now. To, yeah. yeah, so Uncut Gems, man, that was that was such a great film. That <laughs> I feel like every time we talk about something new, that is our first sentence. Yeah, it was a great movie. Was, Don't get us wrong; it's a great movie. It's <laughs> a great film. Um, yeah, so after basically all the same praise for Good Time. Uh, it, yeah, and this yeah. one stars Adam Sandler, who gave a knockout performance, a brilliant performance, and a, a serious performance. Yeah, he basically he disappears into this character. And I feel like everyone just says that it sounds like a corny thing to say, but like straight up, you will you forget it's Adam Sandler. You just you just so wrapped up in what this character that he is portraying does and how how he can keep decisions. making such bad decisions so consistently. It's actually impressive. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> it's like, how are you this good at just making bad decisions? This is crazy. This is not a skill you should have. This is just 
and it just ramps up the anxiety throughout the film. Yeah, uh, unlike the, in Good Time, I feel it's it's it has some anxiety inducing moments, but it it's not like a constant punching at the heart as Uncut Gems. Oh, Uncut Gems has that punching at the heart from the beginning. Yo. <laughs> um, have we said what Anka James is about? No, you can go ahead and say what it's about. I was I was gonna go into it, but then I remember that I forgot. So <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a guy who has a, a jewelry shop, yeah, um, and then he gets uh, some illegal diamonds, and he's involved with that and some money that he owes as well. I f- feel like this is a, a recurring f- theme in the Safdie brothers. Yeah. I mean, I guess between these two movies, we've talked about them. Yeah. We haven't actually seen any of their other movies. But yeah, and then it also things happen after that. Like it's basically how he handles the big jewel gem thing yeah. and the money that he needs to get someone. Yeah. And it's... And his struggle with his gambling addiction. Yes, and, and that is ba- that is basically the root of all his problems yeah. is his gambling addiction. Yeah. So yeah, watch that if you're uh, looking for a heart racing movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, who actually mentions the next their next movie now? Well, I brought up Uncut Gems. So. Yeah, but how many movies do you have left? Four. I have three. All right. Oh no, I have four because we yeah. uh, skipped one. Yeah, never mind. My next one is one of my favorite movies of all time, which is funny that I should say this since it isn't in my top three for yeah. <laughs> four things I've watched last year. But it is from one of my favorite directors of all time, Edgar Wright, and this movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. <laughs> uh, it requires all the fanfare and it's just a really great movie it's yeah like mm-hmm. I said we need to say that sentence in the beginning always always <laughs> and it's about a a guy who yeah. likes a girl yeah. and then he has to fight her seven evil exes oh of course of you course, know, it's, of course. The, so a pretty typical typical rom-com yeah very typical yeah and it has, uh, it's based on a graphic novel. Yeah, like all movies. Yeah, like all, all movies, yes, yes. And you can really see it in the editing and the presentation of the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of um, comic book dialogue pop-up things. Uh, what, like pow? You know what I'm talking about, like... Onomatopoeia. Yeah, onomatopoeia type things. And just almost like also um, gaming references throughout gaming and graphic novel things and the transitions are great it's you would see them walking one area and then the camera just pans and then a different area and it's so seamless like it just it just continues to happen <laughs> but it's still but it's 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 seamless but it's like so definitely there that it's because editing is but, yeah no i just now realized as well i think we talked about scott Pilgrim last week as, as well well it's on your list so we're talking about it again yeah but we said this these things exactly but it's okay do you, you guys need to hear this <laughs> <laughs> really um well then there's no point in saying it again but i was gonna say you can tell that the editors were having fun with this one and i love it when i'm watching something and i can tell that the editors were having fun yes because i a, also have fun and that's a recurring theme as well uh where sega says that he the loves it when have editors fun. have fun <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but yeah, do do check it out. Mm-hmm.
You should definitely check it out. Is that it? Uh, that's it. Uh, I didn't. My next one comes from the same writer as Willem's earlier mention. I'm thinking of ending things. It is. Charlie Kaufman is the name of that writer. Hey, I was going to get. Okay. Yeah. Never name mind. Them. Cut that out and then do your thing. No, you I'm going to show them how rude you are interrupting me while I'm trying to speak, Willem. Damn. I quit the podcast. You don't even know the name of the podcast. <laughs> it's called the podcast. What are you? What are you talking about? Anyway, yeah, the name of the movie is Being John Malkovich. Uh, another another oldish movie, and it was my first time watching it last year. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah, really good movie. Great I movie. I had it's no idea what this film was going into it. Read no synopses, watched no trailer, just just saw it there, and uh, on. And I would say that is the way to watch this movie. So Definitely. if you hear this and you haven't seen it before, just watch it, and then don't read up about it. Then figure out if you like it or not. Just go watch it. You will enjoy it. It'll be one hundred percent worth your time. It is it, a very unique experience. It is a very unique experience indeed. Which, funnily enough, is kind of the. the the premise of the film itself. <laughs> the, 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 you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Nick Cage is in this, isn't he? No. John not, Malkovich is oh, in it. No, man. That, it's not Nick but Cage. But he's not Nick Cage. He's, he's the, the... Who's the guy? I forgot his name, but he is a... He almost looks like Nick Cage there when he's... Uh, a bit oh, older, I see. I see his face now in my mind. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? John Cusack. Yes. That's what I to say. Good old Cusack. Yeah. And Cameron Diaz is in it, which was which was pretty cool, also. Um, yeah, and and we were surprised by that because we we're like, whoa, who's this person who looks like a young Cameron Diaz? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's a young Cameron Diaz. <laughs> what? <Crazy. laughs> Yeah, yeah, that movie came out in 1999. Uh, what else was I going to say about it? Yeah, I was going to say it's one of these uh, like high-concept movies that literally just has a wacky idea. It can be basically summarized in a sentence, but it's just like, why did you, how did you come up with that? And how did you get to the rest of the story from, from just that sentence? <laughs> and it's also, um, what makes it fun is, even if you hear this concept, there's so many directions that concept can go in. Yeah. That even after you find out what the main concept is, you still don't know what's going to happen in the movie. Yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty fantastic, and I, I do love the way that they ended up deciding to explore this. We need more movies like this. That's just some random concept, and it gets greenlit. Not these continuous remakes of remakes. <laughs> Not these continuous remakes of Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, damn. Uh, yeah, that is all I have to say about being John Malkovich. What? You're, you're yes, John Malkovich? Yes, I am John Malkovich. It was, it's been a great experience and I'm done now, I think. Yeah, I had too much fun doing that. So. <laughs> okay, you're What's done. The next one? Yeah, I'm done. My next movie is now part of my top, top three. three huh? And this is my number three movie I've seen last year. And it is called Midsommar. Ooh. How do you say it? Midsummer, Midsummer, Midsummer. I think most people just say Midsummer. 
Midsummer. Yeah. But it's with an A. It's Midsummer. Yeah. You could say Midsummer if you want. Midsummer. 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 Okay, <laughs> either way, let's get this train back on track. Um, uh, it is basically about um, uh, a, a girl. Uh, how old is she? Do I say girl or woman? You can say woman. Yeah, a woman um, who... Uh, her parents and her sister die but uh, with a, 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 a murder-suicide from her sister. And then she is uh, just a complete wreck after that. And her um, uh, abusive boyfriend is no help uh, during all of that. But then her uh, boyfriend's... But uh, uh, not physically abusive, uh, mentally abusive boyfriend. Emotionally. If that's the word. Yeah. Emotionally. And, um, but his friends, uh, one of his friends um, invites them, uh, them and their other friends to basically to a getaway to uh, to to his family's cult, um, pagan yeah. cult. <laughs> but they don't know this. They think it's just a, a culture, a new culture, a, like area with a culture. And one of the friends is also doing his thesis on this place. And then boom, two of the friends are doing this. Yeah, just randomly. <laughs> and everybody just laughs at the coincidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, the the right. abusive boyfriend basically steals the idea of the other guy to do his thesis. Of on like that. one of his best friends. And the friend, the guy who's actually doing the thesis the whole time is like, bro, are you sure you don't want to do the thesis with me? You know, this is what I'm going to do mine on. What are you going to do yours on? What are you going to do yours on? What are you going to do yours on? And then two days into the thing, this guy's like, you know what? I'm going to do my thesis I'm going to do my thesis on this also. And I've already uh, checked all the boxes that I need to. So either we're collaborating or we're going to have the same thesis, bro. It's like, bruh, this guy is such a dirtbag. And the yeah. funny thing is, actually... This guy and all his friends are assholes, but like he is just a cut above the rest. <laughs> yeah, and one of his friends is also like a big asshole, but uh, he's just really funny. <laughs> Especially when they get to the cult. Like then he just gets in, into his own and really. He's just, a group stiffler. Basically, um, stiffler from American Pie, in yeah. case you forgot who that is. <laughs> but yes. Um, He's just really funny, uh, and uh, basically, when he's not in the picture anymore, you know things are serious, like yeah. extra serious and now. Extra, extra serious. And yeah, a lot of uh, messed up things happen in this movie, and a lot of yeah, it, the story goes goes places that yeah. you might not expect. But I mean, it is a cult, so maybe you would expect it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a pagan cult, uh, I should say, just because. Because. It's it's a bit I don't know it's just a bit different the way they do it the things than other cults I don't know mm. but they just thought it was uh, they just mentioned a lot of times it's pagan okay in the movie you know yeah. it's like no it's pagan people it's it's fine this is just how they do things <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> freaking pagans uh, I'm checking uh, pagan sorry people sorry for then. all our pagan viewers we don't mean to no, I'm joking <laughs> <Don't cut that> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah um, and it's from uh, Ari Aster Ari Aster Ariana Grande <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, the director of this movie is Ari Aster um, and he is also uh, he's one of my new favorite directors he also directed Hereditary 
before this movie mm-hmm. and he's just a, a really exciting new talent on this scene and I've also watched a couple of his short films uh, some mm-hmm. of them are masterfully done some of them uh, you can see it's some of his earlier work but you can still see the brilliance coming through but like not yet refined wow. and yeah he's a really uh, I'm really excited to see what he does next and yeah uh, he's definitely one of my new favorites anything else you want to say about Midsummer? Um, just schedule like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something like that after the <laughs> <laughs> actually no that might, that might continue to scar you yeah Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is it's creepy yeah no just like uh, watch something Cat in the Hat <laughs> <laughs> again we run into the same issue that might scar them for them <laughs> that's some serious stuff yeah you get I'm just saying you're gonna need a palate cleanser after you watch that movie <laughs> and it's a horror movie that is basically the whole movie is in daylight yeah. which is very unique as well yeah and it's it I is. keep on calling it a horror movie it's not a horror in your classic sense uh, of like there's not a mosque murderer or a, um, or a demon or some sort of monster it's it's not like that so it's not that type of horror movie but it's a it's a human horror yeah I would have very much liked to forget about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, two days in a row, I reminded you about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not want to forget about it because it is masterfully done and uh, it, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I guess that's messed up to me. But uh, actually, I've heard a lot of people see it, uh, like um, especially from where, where it was shot. I forgot where it is. A lot of people see it as a dark comedy. And I can kind of see that, especially in the beginning with that funny character we're talking about. And a lot of things happening in it is somewhat humorous, but it's really offset by all of the dark things happening because the dark things happening are not humorous. But there is kind of a surprising amount of levity, especially in the beginning. Uh, but after the beginning, beginning, like. Yeah. Not the beginning, beginning. People are calling this a dark comedy? Uh, some people are, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking pitch black comedy, like. Bruh! <laughs> I, man. But, but, uh, they say so. But then take that seriously, like, it's. It's not I a mean, dark comedy. Don't go in there expecting a dark comedy, man. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a, it's a really dark movie with. A little bit of jokes here and there in the early hours of the movie. Yeah. Are you done? Uh, yeah. Alright. Number... My number three. I game the system again. But... No, you can't do that for your top movies. I can, <laughs> man. I can. I can and I will. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I did. It's done. Uh, is The Five Bloods by Spike Lee. This this movie was great, man. Wait, why did you game the system? Because uh, I also put do the right thing there, but I was gonna get to that. Oh, sorry. It's just because you started. You you sound like you were gonna talk about the five bloods now, and I was yeah, like, I was, wait, what's gonna? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna get back to do the right. See, thing. here is me after, being rude again. After I talk about <laughs> Spike Lee, but you know. Anyway, so the five bloods. Uh, this this was a great film. This was. 
Yeah, the most said phrase. Maybe that should be the name of the podcast. This is, this is a great book. Yeah. Well, you guys um, just uh, 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 lived through the birth of the name of our podcast. Uh, this is a great film. Because uh, I feel like that's me. We're just gonna that's gonna come up in every episode. We, we can't help it because that's literally how you start. Yeah, it's how you talking start about the thing. a great film. Anyway, you could really tell Spike just got to do with do his. Th- I mean, Spike never never gets funny for a film and doesn't get it. Just uh, do you, his you thing. know well, huh? Yeah. First name basis. Yeah, yeah, you know me and Spike, man. <laughs> Good friends, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he really did his thing with this. You can you can see his style through and through in this thing. There, I I like that in a bit of the like the second half of this film, you see some Tarantino like elements of it, but it's still very much Spike. Which is like was, we said, oh, what, I, what I said previously, but I don't know why I said that because th- nobody knows this. But um, it is kind of well that you would compare some of the things there with Quentin Tarantino since you know Spike Lee. As stated before, that he is not the biggest fan of a of a Mr. Quentin. Yeah, they have beef. They definitely have beef. Both great <laughs> filmmakers. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and wouldn't say that. Would you say that he got the inspiration from some of that, no. or they just have the same inspirations? I, th- I think they just have the same inspirations. They're both like cinephiles. Like they both. Like you can go and find hella interviews of both of these guys talking about the hundreds or thousands of movies that they've watched likely have drawn inspiration from a lot of the same a lot of the same great films um essentially what this film is about is it's about some vietnam a squadron of of um african american soldiers who had fought in vietnam while they were there their their commander Who's played by Chadwick? That was a great performance by Chadwick, R.I.P. Um, Chadwick Boseman. They, while they were in Vietnam, he died, but while they had also found like a, a collection of gold or like a treasure chest or something like that, or gold is it was, it, it's pretty it crazy. Sounds like a fun movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's basically nice Treasure, treasure Island. Uh, yeah, and basically that's what happens. And then fifty years later, they're like, so they bury it in Vietnam so that they don't have to and have to lug it back to the U.S. And then I don't know because it's obviously going to become property. They're soldiers. It's going to become property of the, of the, oh, yeah. of the, of the United States. <laughs> uh, and then that's they come trash, back forty man. or fifty years later, and they're, why so long? I don't know. Oh, okay. So they did. Yeah. Maybe that's how long it took for the area to be reopened or whatever. Um, they might explain it in the film. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, it's uh, not like you've seen it or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I haven't actually seen this movie. I just, I'm just going to talk about it from reviews that I've read. Come yeah, on, you, you saw like from the reviews, hey, this is a pretty good movie. It's yeah, going to be in my gotta, top three. It's going to be in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they go back and they find they go back to find the 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 gold, and it's basically yeah, it becomes a bit of a treacherous treasure hunt, and yeah, from there the movie happens. It's pretty pretty interesting. Spike Lee loves his cinematic flourishes throughout this movie. You can just tell that this guy's just having fun. Like he's just he's just doing he's like i'm making a movie like this is gonna be my last one i need to do everything a filmmaker can possibly do but it never really feels like it's too much which i think is also 
I mean, it's it's pretty good to be able to do all that and it not feeling convoluted. Um, yeah. And the reason I said this was a joint, <laughs> the reason I said I was gaming the system for this is because I did wa- I watched a bunch of Spike Lee movies last year, and another one of them that I watched is Do the Right Thing, and that one. Yeah, was... you need to do the right thing by do the right thing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And do right, <laughs> do right by do the right thing. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the yeah, sentence that's I was trying to. Yeah. Make. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was I mean with everything that was happening last year with Black Lives Matter and whatnot, this movie like was was pretty perfect to watch at that time. If at any stage you're wondering why people would be willing to go through so much effort to to fight for their rights, I mean I don't know why you're wondering that, but <laughs> but if you do need a little bit more guidance, just watch this film and it it can be broken down for you and you can kinda get a sense and you can come to understand what how like what you thought was just simmering down there and was kind of inconsequential how it can quickly bubble up into something into something bigger when you know those in society who have power choose to abuse it uh yeah two great films by a great filmmaker spike lee a waluigi what because at the uh, Oscars the one oh. year he wore that purple suit <laughs> it looked exactly like Waluigi's suit <laughs> he wore that suit in comm- commemoration of Kobe Bryant who died that night oh really yeah oh because I was gonna okay I was gonna make a joke now when you said in commemoration I was gonna say in commemoration of Waluigi not being in Smash Brothers <laughs> <laughs> no I re- oh why, why is the purple suit like he played for the Lakers. Oh, are they Those purple? Are the oh. oh, okay. Well, then I feel bad about every time I've joked about it. <laughs> How did you not know this? Because I didn't. I mean, last year, like when it happened. No, I knew, I knew about, about Kobe. Kobe. I just didn't know the purple suit was in commemoration. commemoration. Oh. I just thought he wore a purple suit because why not? He's Spike Lee. He can wear what he wants. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but either way are you uh yeah i'm done okay and then my number two movie that i have seen last year is brain dead also known as dead alive it's uh the second movie directed by peter jackson and if you are subscribed to my youtube channel called just villam then you would know that I love this movie because I made a video about it and it is one of my favorites. It is, uh, it's great. It's one of my favorite uh, horror comedies and that is basically one of my favorite uh, genres and it is masterfully done on a low, 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 low budget uh, and it is just very funny. It is about a guy who goes to the zoo with his girlfriend and his mom stalks them uh, because he doesn't like the girlfriend. Oh, I, I guess she's not his girlfriend at this time, but a girlfriend-to-be, basically. Uh, and then, But then the mother gets bitten by a wild monkey. who Well, not wild. He's in the cage, but he's wild because he was caught from the uh, Skull Island. <laughs> uh, yes, that's Skull so, Island. So excessive. <laughs> uh, and was brought back to that, him. That's America? the King Kong Skull Island, by the way, in case you don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah, you just said that Skull Island. 
yeah and then people can be like oh what's he talking about and ghoul you know this is interactive (laughs) (laughs) um yes and then his mother slowly but surely uh, turns into a zombie basically (gasps) yeah this is a zombie movie Uh, yes the second one on my list (laughs) Uh, but it is very funny there's zombies having sex that's always fun oh you didn't tell me about this (laughs) yeah right damn it man that's all you had to say no more bro there's a there's a beautiful zombie baby baby. yeah beautiful zombie baby and even takes it for a walk to the park yeah, it's it's a beautiful family romance. You know like what's family drama is, is when you said there's a zombie baby. I assume there was a baby that became a zombie that got bit and then became a zombie, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the normal <laughs> assumption. <laughs> <laughs> when you said zombie baby, because you were just talking about zombies having sex, so I was like, wait a minute, that's crazy. So these zombies, these zombies had babies now, like yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this proves that there is love after life. <laughs> <laughs> love is forever. Mm. But but yes, um, it is a fantastic movie that's just really full of laughs and and great practical effects. And and you, you guys know how I love that. Mm-hmm. And some expert uh, camera cutting and hidden cuts to hide the fact that practical effects were used and a lot of forced perspective and all of those fun things nice everybody should watch early peter jackson movies just to even if you don't really enjoy that type of movies it's just to see where he started and where he went to was that that was the last movie he made before no no he also made um uh, other thing that's never, I forgot its name. <laughs> I'm terrible with names, okay? <laughs> but he did make other things. But the other thing was also the budget wasn't as big as uh, Lord of the Rings. It was actually a huge gamble to yeah. give it to him. Like, it was a big gamble. I actually need to read up on how, how he managed he to convince them. How did he convince the people? But I guess the previous movie he made was like a budget of like $60 million. Oh, wow. And then it was like the $200 million or something of, of Lord of the Rings. So it's a pretty big jump. But yeah. but yeah. All right. So my number two for last year is by the master... Or to himself, Christopher Nolan. For, for some reason, film. I forgot like what movie you're gonna say, and I was like, "Oh, what? Why is he saying this? So, who is this gonna be?" Either <laughs> way, from Christopher Nolan. From Christopher Nolan, Tenet, the long-awaited, well, longest-awaited. I don't know how long. How long did we wait? Was Dunkirk the last thing he did? Y- yes. Damn, we waited three years, huh? Yeah. Was it three years since Dunkirk? Dunkirk came out in 2017, I think, yeah. Wow. Or 16. I didn't realize it was so long ago. Yeah. I thought it was only like a year yes, and a yeah. half wait. That's wild. Oh, no, <laughs> Uh Yeah. Dun- Dunkirk. No. Nope. 
<laughs> definitely not. <laughs> oh, not definitely not. It's still a good uh, movie, yeah, but no, I mean, Dunkirk is it's... my number two for. Uh... <laughs> no, Tenet. Tenet was was an amazing experience, man. That that film, that film is crazy, man. Christopher Nolan just be coming up with some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, that's one thing I I have to commend him for. Most of his movies have. Like except for the um, Dark Knight uh, or the Batman trilogy, all of his movies have a really unique concept. Every yeah. single one of them, or not every single, but a lot of them, yeah. have like a unique thing about it. It's yeah, like the dream inside a dream inside a dream for Inception, yeah. and the, his whole uh, t- time goes in a different uh, like speed uh, w- with gravity type thing in Interstellar, like. He always implements such a unique concept in his movies, and I really commend him for that. Continue yeah. with your Tenet one. Yeah, I mean, I, I commend him for that too. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I love about his films. I mean, when I first watched Inception, I think I was, I was 16 and we watched it in school, and I just didn't know movies could be this. And then it kind of it, it kind of almost felt like that feeling again when I was watching when I was watching Tenet in cinemas, but um, I mean, there's no, there's no but there. But then, obviously, a big, <laughs> a big part of that is also the fact that this was the first movie I'd watched in cinemas for like four or five months. So it was really a great coming back to cinema, which really didn't last for long. I just got to watch that and then didn't get to go to the cinemas very often after that. But whatever. Yeah, it's um, it, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, man. But yeah, uh, what this movie is about, it is about time traveling spies oh yeah and the cinemas were really safe here in south africa there was a lot of space between everybody just in case you're from overseas uh, because i've heard like sometimes in america like some of the cinemas didn't have any regulations when they yeah you see we have yeah because they have a federation and we have we have like an actual nation that's (laughs) (laughs) we have an actual nation america not like your Uh, so it is possible to actually have widespread, um, widespread uh, uh, safety, not widespread other things. <laughs> <laughs> widespread regulations that people yeah. actually follow. So it's about time traveling spies, but like they don't, they don't really go forward. <laughs> it sounds so campy and fun when it you do, say it, it like does, that. It does, right? Time traveling spies. Ew. It's um, like some it's, sort of Disney Channel. <laughs> Kids movie. Hey man, I'm sure that kids movie was slapped. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, right. It was pretty great. But the way they travel through time isn't necessarily like them jumping. Like you know, usually in time travel, you can jump to certain points, whether it be forwards or backwards. This is more. They literally move backwards in time. They can't actually speed up or slow down time or anything like that. But they literally move backwards through time, and that's where a lot of the visual spectacle of this film comes from. It's that interaction between. The elements moving backwards and forwards in time and interaction interacting with each other. And it's wild how they shot this. I can't imagine how difficult it must have been to get literally all of the shots in this movie. Yeah, because what happens in this film is that um, it, the concept basically starts with like in the first scene with a single object and as the movie progresses we end up with a massive set piece that incorporates this in this entire concept and it's really it's really quite amazing and when you're watching this movie you don't really you have no no idea of how 
big the concept is really gonna or how how widely it's gonna be unless applied. you watch the unless, trailer well even if you did watch the trailer you don't see the final sequence oh i guess which isn't gonna which which okay i didn't know that because i didn't watch the trailer yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, i didn't watch i think there might have been a a third trailer maybe uh, i'm not 100 percent because sure. i but i know in, in the trailers that i d- that i watched i it didn't show any of the final sequence which is j- which is what they need to do with trailers yeah and this craziness with trailers showing everything that is that's happening in the movies this is why i have a new 10 second trailer uh policy i only watch the first 10 seconds of a trailer. Basically, I try and judge the movie as quickly as possible to see, oh, I, I'm interested or not. I really try to do it as quickly as possible because sometimes I give movies a bit longer to convince me. But if I feel like, oh, I'll maybe watch this, then I stop the trailer. Yeah, I, I personally do actually enjoy watching trailers, but that's but I don't like the result of watching trailers, that which is, is that you know what happens in the movie, that's, which it yeah. sounds absurd, I know. <laughs> that is the trouble with it, because I also actually enjoy watching trailers. I just had to, I enjoy watching movies more. more yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And going into a movie as close to blind as you can is always the best thing. So I always feel like it's always better to go into a movie. As soon as that switch happens, where like you know okay i am going to watch this movie i feel like that is the best time to just be like okay engage with no more of the marketing of this film because it's just gonna continue to try and sell especially you especially if and, tom and holland is involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially especially oh man yeah one of one of my what i am and i brought this up the last time or well, not the last time but the that yeah, we keep on. Yeah, <laughs> but I, guys, uh, we did a the, podcast before this that <laughs> the audio got, <laughs> and it was a damn good podcast. But anyway, it I was said better that than w- this trash you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the times that I was as I was really annoyed by it was with Civil War because you know in Civil War, like in basically the first trailer, they showed us that airport scene. Captain one, America, Civil War now. Cap, yeah, Captain America, Civil War. Yeah, so, yes. Um, they they showed us that airport scene, and when I was actually in the cinema i was like i i i had expected that this was the last bash before the final bash i didn't think it was the actual climax of the film so when the film ended i was outraged because i thought we were just experiencing the low point and that's just where the movie ended that was that was really lame so i i i'm happy that although i'm not happy with as much how much information they did put in the in the trailers for in the marketing of this film because they did still put a lot um, of information in there that I felt I could have waited for the movie. But for what movie is this now? Tenet. For okay, you, the, the, I was confused oh, if you were talking about. Like I was still, no, yeah. yeah so okay, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I was gonna commend them for not putting in that um, anything from that final sequence into the trailer. But, but they did show they something did from still, every other sequence. Yeah, they put. I like, assume is how it, I. Yeah, heard. Pretty, pretty much everything else was was a little bit was they showed a little bit of it in the in the trailer um yeah i mean i just guess i just gotta commend christopher nolan on another great film it's a pity it's a pity we couldn't just watch it in the normal the normal cinema season as i mean amongst the other greats that it would be with dune and wes anderson's french whatever all of the movies that got delayed and now maybe even like just directly put online like a lot of yeah yeah so yeah it 
the cinema is uh, at a strange place at this yeah. period of time. Yeah. Surprisingly, it didn't get any... It got one Golden Globe nomination. <laughs> Which For was... sound mixing. Golden Globes actually don't have those. Either oh, they really? don't have those, or they don't have them in their main in their main. Oh section. yeah, they have a because the Oscars, one, right? even though because what well, yeah because the Oscars, even though they do um, have some awards that are that are not on the actual televised award show. When you look on the website, everything is there. Mm. Golden Globes, I, if they do have that other stuff, they don't have it where oh. all the other all the other awards are. So I don't but, I don't even. But know you're saying that kind of thing. When. When is the Golden Globes? I actually don't know. But when is the Oscars? They have died. I have no idea. Because even, you... If there even is an Oscars. Because I just now realized you said it didn't get a lot of awards, but it is now actually awards award season. season. So do we know if it didn't get nominations? Because no, I mean, I meant... I didn't, did I say a lot of awards? I said it didn't get... Uh, a lot of I, nominations I, I, for the Golden for Globes. Golden Globes. It, got oh. one, it got one nomination for Oh, Golden, okay. For but, the uh, just the way you said it, it got one nomination for Golden Globes. I assumed you meant like that's yeah. the only nomination it got out of all oh, awards, no, but yeah. that's just yeah, me no. assuming. It got, <laughs> it got um, a nomination for the score by Ludwig Goransson. Yeah, it and was a great score. It was freaking amazing. Yeah, a lot of... I, I keep on joking about the, the like levels and stuff uh, with the dialogue and everything but the score let's not take away from the score, the score that is great. drowning out the, a lot of the dialogue let's not <laughs> it was great the you know <laughs> if there had to be something drowning out the dialogue yeah I'm glad it was I'm this glad score. it was that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man that was that's some good stuff I listened to that score like quite a bit but yeah Boom. after after watching that movie in between each of the three times I watched it oh wow <laughs> so you really you really lived that school you oh yeah I did I did I did but yeah I think in the future we need to make a Golden Globes episode and an Oscars episode if the Oscars is even happening or you can edit that out or we can put, keep that in to hype up the future episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we'll, we'll we'll do an awards season um Maybe we'll do it after they win, after after they announce the winners and whatnot. Is it, oh, what, don't we want to talk about the have things you, and have our predictions and have everything? We watched enough of the stuff. We can start watching some of it. Uh, we can see what it is and see if there are some on our watch list. And if a lot of them we want to watch, we can like bump them up a few. Yeah. And make them a priority. All right. If we want. Cool. <laughs> but I mean, either way. Yeah. Um, is that all you want to say about Tenet? That's all I want to say. You go go watch that movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and definitely, um, definitely on your phone. Oh uh, yeah, as Christopher Nolan. And you want to make sure you don't wear earphones, headphones, AirPods. Don't don't wear any of that nice sound stuff, bro. No, you uh, have perfect sound coming out of your phone in a windy environment. Yeah, You'll be please fine. watch it. Watch it. Like Christopher Nolan intended. Yes, don't don't disappoint my man Chris, man. He don't like that. He don't like it when you guys be playing cinemas, IMAX. Don't do that, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe even get like a camcorded uh, torrent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah.
Yeah, man. And it, and it's fine, dude. It really doesn't it doesn't hurt the filmmakers as long as you are signed up for HBO Max. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no. So, uh, go on HBO Max, stream it, but but don't watch it while it's streaming there. Like, yeah, yeah get yeah. your own. Th- oh no, it's copy. not even on HBO Max. Just oh, sign oh, up yeah, for it's... HBO Max and then torrent it and then watch that. Oh. And then it's basically the same because oh, it's yeah, it's you know, it's... Warner Brothers is HBO Max and then like you know this was made by Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah, so yeah. You're still giving oh, yeah, money to yeah. the company. Yeah, you know, as, as you know, Christopher Nolan loves Warner Brothers. And oh, so HBO much. Max. No, no beef <laughs> between him and HBO Max or anything. None at all. Facts. <laughs> I hope you all know <laughs> that we, we we weren't serious in that last bit. At just all. yeah, just Total. in case there's any misconception. <laughs> and if you are watching movies on your phone, you're why? I mean, if 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 you I must, mean, get, if you. If you must, because I've watched movies on my phone, but that's because it's on the bus and they had like a streaming thing yeah. where that's that's fine. Yeah, you were on the bus, you know. Yeah, but didn't you have your laptop with you? Um, they didn't have a three-point plug thing for my laptop, but they had like a charging thing. So you didn't pre-charge your, didn't pre-charge the laptop, huh? How uh, I can watch one movie on the laptop. And also, that's like a whole big thing. No, I didn't. I don't know. I guess I could. I could have. I watched Home Alone yeah, like that on the phone. <laughs> it's fun movie. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. I, I love. I love that movie. Yeah. But it's not my number one. <laughs> <laughs> and your number one is the lighthouse. Insert music from the lighthouse. JK. <laughs> um, yes, the lighthouse is a movie by the director named Robert Eggers, and he is also one of my favorite directors. Uh, he's only directed two movies thus far. Uh, the first one being The Vich, two V's. Uh, but it's, no, it's no, we don't use that kind of language on this podcast. Two V's. No, oh, no, I was talking about the bitch. Oh, bitch, oh, yeah. bitch. The two bitch. I was like, what? What's wrong with the V? What is. Um, yeah, uh, The Witch. It's also a really great movie. Didn't see that last year, otherwise, it would have probably also been on this list. Same with Hereditary and a couple of other movies I've mentioned that aren't on the list. <laughs> um, but either way, um, The Lighthouse is about. Two guys who are at a lighthouse. Mm. Um, it is uh, also two of my favorite actors are in there. Robert Pattinson making a, another appearance on my list. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe. I just realized I skipped the movie. Sorry for it. How did you manage that? I have no idea. Okay, well, we can talk about two ones when it's your turn again. <laughs> but... Um, no, it's uh, Willem Dafoe is the, let's call him a, uh, the veteran uh, lighthouse uh, uh, a person. What do you call them? A lighthouse runner. Run. He runs the lighthouse. And uh, Robert Pattinson is there to uh, assist him. And then it's basically like a type of a cabin fever type thing where, where 
you think maybe they're uh, going crazy. Maybe some of the things they see are real. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe both of them are crazy. It's you don't know actually. You need to decide for yourself, and it's just masterfully done. And it's in a strange aspect ratio. It's one to one or f- five to four. Either way, it's it's not a widescreen five, movie. Five two four. It's a three D movie. Uh, yeah, well, no, it's five two four. Five two, four. Yeah, oh five two. Yeah, that is three D, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is a three D. Yeah, five two four. Hmm. Five by four is is probably <laughs> what I should have said. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, and it's in black and white. I, oh, oh, I can hear everybody getting really excited now. <laughs> everybody really wants to watch this movie. Yeah, man. You know how the public love black and white movies. Yeah, it's... <laughs> especially if it's not widescreen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes for the best cinematic experience. But because of this aspect ratio and uh, the black and white, a lot of the framing and the shots are really... Like it's really framed. <laughs> it's, it's it's everything looks deliberate. Everything is where it's supposed to be, and everything is planned. Oh yeah, and also they don't speak uh, normal English. They speak old timey sailor English. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ari matey. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's great. And uh, Willem Dafoe has a lot of, uh, or not a lot of, but he has some great monologues. Robert, yeah, both of them give great performances, and I don't want to go too much into later of the later plot because it's basically strange things happen, or oh, do they? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah. please, just give it, give it a watch. It's it's my number one movie. You can at least do me that favor of watching my number one movie. Okay, please, please, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, do you have anything to say about it? Because you have seen this as well. I have also seen this with a C. Uh, <laughs> we need to decide which one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting film. Uh, definitely an interesting watch. Uh, I don't really have much more to say than that. Some cool surrealist elements in there. Very surrealist. Uh, yeah. But he's very, he's very, uh, uh, oh man, I forgot the word. Timid. You're being very timid because you've said before that you're not the biggest fan. Or not the the biggest fan, it's just more like you have no idea how you feel about this. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, no, it's just the way you said it. It's like, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I have, I have mixed feelings about the movie. Um, I, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. I and, and I don't know. Bit. I don't know. Yeah, that's because I feel like in order to come to a conclusion how I feel about it, I'm gonna have to watch it again, and I don't know that I want to watch it again. That's how I feel about um, the, the other one, Midsummer, <laughs> the Kaufman. Kaufman. Uh, I'm never I'm, gonna watch Midsummer again. How dare you bring it up? <laughs> Damn it! Man. I'm gonna bring it up once every episode. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm thinking, I'm of, thinking ending of ending things. things. Yeah, 
Uh, it's like, you know, another watch might do me good in understanding what the filmmaker was trying to do, but I really don't know that I want to dedicate that kind of time to the, to, to, to the experience because it was such a, um, such a strange and kind of uncomfortable experience. Um, I love me some uncomfortable experiences. Yeah, I know you do. I know <laughs> you do. <laughs> That's the whole premise of you making as many puns as you do, man. Yeah, for for some reason people don't like it a lot of times. Yeah, people are crazy. Uh, anything else to say? Uh, no, just How about the lighthouse. Just watch it. Um, yeah. Where can the people watch it? Where? On what platform? It's your number one film. They need to buy the DVD. They need to buy a white. I mean Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Grab yourself a nice VPN, and find the country where it is on Netflix or streams on Netflix, and then use your VPN to go to that country. I feel like this is a skirting through the uh, laws because technically, technically, it's it's like, ooh, are you allowed to do this? But. Uh, I feel like Netflix would be happy to get the business, you know. <laughs> they're, they're doing this because of their co- uh, copyright laws and stuff and, like, yeah. ownerships. They don't care if you breach through that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but... Uh, uh, or you can move to the country where it's streaming <laughs> and then you can watch it there. Or you can watch it on Amazon. Or, yeah, uh, get it on Amazon. All right, my number one movie for the year. Oh, well, well, well. You said you have two movies left. Don't give your number one before the oh. one you Oh, skipped. yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to mention this other one now. Yeah, just it's, quickly. It's already gone, but the one I was going to mention was Columbus. And originally I had it in my top three, but after thinking about it a little more, I'd moved it up to number six. And oh, wow, that's a big jump. And it's still in the top ten. No, no, no. It's just like, but yeah, I think I think it's because I realized that we had uh, uncut gems in there also, and but it's like three. And I I remembered how much. I think I think the reason I moved it up is because I had so so little understanding of why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh, okay. Um, Columbus. uh, It's one of these movies that's like really. Man, I'm really not about to sell this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say, oh, just man. say. Uh, I mean, a lot of these a... movies that's like really, that's kind of slow paced and it really is just a character study. Um, and oh yeah, general audiences love that. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, mm. that's why this movie made a Get billion all hot dollars. And bothered just thinking. Yeah, about you know the, <laughs> it's like, oh, the classic summer character study. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Injected directly into my veins. <laughs> uh, so what this, what the movie is actually about is about a a girl who is or a young woman. Don't give the whole plot thing. What? Don't give the whole plot thing like yesterday. I didn't give the whole. Did no, I give, no, it wasn't it, that long. No, I'm just. <laughs> it, it feels kind of long. It doesn't feel long. <laughs> what? 
Okay, wait, no. It's a woman who's deci- a young woman who's like in her 20s who's deciding whether or not she has to go to college, but she felt guilty about whether or not she should go to college because her mother has a history of addiction. And a, and a young gentleman who comes into the town that she lives in, I remember the explanation I gave now. It was long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the young gentleman comes into town because his father died and his father's like this renowned architect and he he's going through like this process of grieving and the two of these people sort of meet together the girl was like a fan of the father's architecture work and whatnot and yeah they have a bunch of conversations and work through their issues is basically what it is they have a bit of like a romantic fling sort of thing um yeah but it's all about the characters and their interactions yeah i thought it was a beautiful movie it is it's by koganada what else has he made uh is something else he that, i haven't i haven't seen what else he's made i've only oh, okay. seen some like some like in, when we were in film school they showed us some edits that he had done that oh, were like yes. video essay edits but they weren't really essays they were mainly just edits of cool stuff uh which was so random and then he made this movie which was which was beautiful and uh, extremely well measured i think the pacing of this movie is also brilliant cinematography amazing um yeah I think it's I think it's just a great film. Okay. And that was my number six. <laughs> now for my number one, which is in stark contrast to this one, because this one is exciting and and I like, think I I this is the first time I will hear what this is because the yeah. audio got corrupted Literally. while we were recording the podcast, which is pretty wild. Yeah. But this was before we mentioned it. So well, this is actual reactions. First time reactions. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only authentic part of this podcast. Everything Ma- else. Minus is- when we're talking about Zack Snyder's whatever. No, beginning. that was everything. Everything's predetermined. Oh, even that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is my number one is The Gentleman. I completely forgot about that movie. It's I, actually kind of wild that it's not on my list. Yeah, it is. I'm a little offended, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I'm sure it's in your top 20, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely in the top 20. Um, I actually almost also forgot about it. And then then I cheated and I went on to other top top 20, top 50 lists of 2020 just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything. And I saw The Gentleman somewhere and I was like, oh. of, of course, The Gentleman is on my list. I watched yeah. the movie like... Uh, I, I never really do this with movies. I never go back and watch, like, or I don't often do yeah. this, go back and watch individual scenes. Um, oh. But with The Gentleman, the one night after I watched it, like, um, after, after, it came, after it came out on VOD, I watched, I watched the whole movie, and then I wanted to go back and watch a scene, and then I was like, oh, I want to watch another scene. And then I was like, oh, I want to watch another scene. And I basically ended up watching the whole watching movie. Watching the whole movie, but... In a different in, order. Yeah. It, Made yourself a nice non-linear Yeah. So I basically watched, like, the... So the movie, I think, was two hours. And I did that for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty wild. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. But you said... That movie is by... What? Just to... Uh, go completely off topic for like a split second yeah you talking about the re-watching the movie uh, and scenes of it i completely forgot that we watched knives out last year as well that might have been in my top did we, we didn't watch that last year i i watched it last <gasps> yeah we watched it last because i was thinking about it and i was like nah but it came out in 2019 That's yeah it came out then but we watched it last year 
This whole thing is a sham now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Oh. <laughs> So uh, just um, imagine that we uh, we uh, mentioned Knives Out (laughs) last year. So imagine that we mentioned Knives Out and imagine that we talked about it. (laughs) That's... uh, So definitely watch Knives Out. Um, It's a great movie. Dude, Knives Out was freaking excellent. I know. It's 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 great. It's fantastic. The way it completely flips over... Of course, we don't want to give any major spoilers, but the way it it just kind of takes you for a ride through the through the typical whodunit stuff, and then it like just kind of flips it, and you're like, what? What? Do you- oh, okay, yeah. interesting. And then and then you think, okay, does this kind of ruin the 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 typical whodunit climax? But and then, then it's it doesn't. Like, and then it doesn't, and it flips <laughs> it back, and you're like, what? What's going on? And everything we're saying sounds very cryptic because we don't want to give away the twists. Um, luckily, I feel like this is one of the cases where knowing that a twist isn't going to ruin the twist. So, uh, but yeah, that is, that's Ryan or Ryan. Ryan. Sorry. Getting up for South Africa. Sorry. Yeah. It's the same reason I read uh, Willem Dafoe is Willem Dafoe, right? Like, there's just some words that I'm South African. I'm going to read them like a certain way by accident the first time around. But yeah, Ryan. I almost did it. <laughs> Ryan. 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 Ryan Johnson did that one, and it is it's an excellent movie. Yes. And okay, so we got that, we got that in. We, got we that just out. had to put that in there since we watched it last year. Yeah. Okay, wow. continue about with The Gentleman. Yeah. You see, this is why we need to do movies released in the year, I feel like. Um, yes, uh, but we did, yeah. we're, we're already recorded I mean, 2 hours 11 oh, minutes. Oh, no, I don't, I don't mean, I mean, don't mean now. I mean... <laughs> yeah, um, but this year we'll be able to do it because... More I think yeah, there will actually be movies releasing this year. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, back on the the gentleman. This movie uh written and directed by Guy Ritchie, one of my favorite directors. He directed Snatch and Aladdin. Uh, oh, I <laughs> thought it was just some guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, he directed Snatch and um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoky Barrels, and what's the, uh, okay? He directed some great movies. Oh, Sherlock Holmes! I keep somehow forgetting about yeah, Sherlock I also, Holmes. Yeah, I also forget the that Sherlock Holmes. He directed Holmes. those, yeah. and the funny thing is, is that it's so it's not even like it's a blockbuster that then made sure that he couldn't really use his style like in Aladdin, but he actually like that is very textbook guy Richie the way Sherlock mm. Holmes is executed. Uh, and in this movie, Guy was just having fun. He was just doing what he wants, very clearly. Completely. You could see that he just did what he wanted to do. It's, yeah. This this is so and this it's is got, textbook um, and it's Guy Ritchie. And it's got a romantic uh, comedy guy, actor. Um, oh, yeah. I forget that he's supposed to be in rom-coms or something like that. Uh... Uh, name not found the, the English actor uh, like England English I mean um, who's always he was in love actually he was in uh, I, I think he was in uh, two weddings and a funeral uh, I got, but he's basically I just knew him as a romantic comedy actor basically and Hugh now Grant yes Hugh Grant 
Yeah. And now I saw him, or now we see him as this, uh, I wouldn't say like bad person, but just this, just a super eccentric, just very different character. Character that he, yeah, you who sways usually, a lot and is yeah. very. Oh, the swearing in this movie is just completely. Hey, man, if you're not comfortable with swearing, I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna miss out on a great I've, movie. I feel like this it makes sense this breaks that threshold because there's always um if there's a certain amount of swears in a movie, I'm like, ah, oh, this is a bit much. But that one kind of like just busts through that. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, this and is it's just, just like, yeah. This is just part of the movie. All these characters it, just speak like it's just the natural way of speaking. It's, it's, it's just, almost like when it. when there's uh, like a odd dot or something on the screen while you're watching a movie, and then after a bit you don't re- uh, realize it's there anymore. Oh yeah. You just stop realizing that they're swearing. It's just, yeah. it kind of blurs into the rest of their dialogue. Yeah, and it actually. <laughs> uh, it's gonna sound like it, it's a it's a cheap sense of humor, but like it actually really adds to how funny the movie is. But like in in a, a but in a witty way, you know, it's not in like a. It's, it's not, because it, of the accents. Let's be honest. <laughs> Very possibly, man. It would it wouldn't work as an American movie. That's that's just a fact. But um, yeah, witty writing. Oh, the the storytelling is great. Also, the way Guy Ritchie decides to to unfold the story is and what really is amazing. this story? I was like, <laughs> hey, I should get to the synopsis now. <laughs> uh, ah, uh, what is the story? Okay, so this guy who is basically... But not Richie. Yeah, not Guy Richie. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he, played by Matthew McConaughey. He is the head of the of the weed game. Weed selling game. He's a drug a drug lord, basically. But he's not... You know, he's a cool drug drugs. Lord. Yeah, but... It's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a drug lord, but not like... Not he's like not a bad... He's like really wants it. Yeah, he be, really wants it to be clean in, and, and, and not, not be and not, sold to people who shouldn't have it, you know, yeah, exactly. out of the hands he wants, of children. Yeah, so it's not just like he wants a, a clean business. He wants, like, a clean business that doesn't have, like, an, a large negative impact, which is why he only deals in weed. <laughs> that's, that's his philosophy. Damn, um, did you smoke some weed just before you said nah, the word weed? <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted to say it like that because I was thinking yeah. of the character. <laughs> um... And basically, he wants to get out of the game now, so he uh, looks for a buyer. And basically, you know how how these kind of shady people go. They try and screw each other over as they're trying to come to come to these deals. And that's where the movie kind of launches off from. There are other players, and there are other other drug dealers who occupy similar territory, but they they sell different kind of drugs and. You know, they may or may not be trying to get into this game, too. And there's a little bit of, you know, how when these mafia houses disrespect each other, they, there's a little bit of beef over there. And, mm. yeah, the story kind of just launches off from there. A lot yeah. of stuff happens in this movie. And it's there's a lot more parties than what I just said. <laughs> and, and the uh, way they interact is wild. Yeah, but basically it's that type of movie where um, you see uh, these characters, this group of characters here, this group of characters there, and a couple of groups. And then you kind of follow the groups individually yeah and then they intersect uh, and then the stories intersect and, and stuff intersect happens beautifully. and that, that is a, a, a trademark of guy ritchie, guy ritchie. Yeah. he loves making movies like, like that. that and yeah and i love to see movies like that <laughs> 
because yeah, because you just really you just really kind of have no idea what's gonna happen and it just seems like the plot's just gonna take you a hundred different directions the entire time and then it's a fun it's a fun ride all the way through because Guy Ritchie also just loves to do cool stuff with the filmmaking so you know um yeah man the gentleman that's a world-class movie i feel like it did not get the love it yeah deserved. i was about to it say it's zero zero golden globe nominations yeah i was about to say because i think it's uh critical response was also, was also lower better. than yeah. we so would have expected the metacritic is like is 51 percent. yes because i feel like um a lot of the humor uh feels outdated in a way um but it's because of the characters i feel like it's it's yeah. um acceptable because there's a lot of uh humor directed towards stereotypes and such but and reading the some of the bad reviews it feels like people just got stuck on that yeah and didn't review and didn't, the movie for the movie itself yeah and they yeah i'm yeah. really i'm sorry i'm reading some of the reviews now making me a little angry <laughs> like it's, and, and it's getting saying, me a little heated it's getting me really annoyed because it's, basically it's such a great what film I'm saying, right? yeah. It's, yeah yeah it basically is that and it 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 goes towards them like ignoring the technical brilliance of the movie which i feel like is is objectively there but people these critics clearly feel like nah nah dude you already mind which is i think they're out of their minds this is my number one movie of 2020. And I guess not even in my top 10, but that's just because <laughs> I forgot about it. I missed it because I just quickly scrolled through Letterboxd and read the things down. I guess I missed it. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and figure out what I would, would have dropped or if I would have dropped something because we don't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> this has been our top tw 10 this has been our uh, individual top 10s. I guess we can't say top 20. Yeah, I almost said top 20 just now. Yeah. But not it's really. our top 10 movies of 2020 that we watched. M top 10 movies we watched in 2020. In 2020. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to say it. Yeah. And I have been Willem. And I have been Rissakotawane. And I am still going to be Willem. And I'm going to continue being. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you, why you, why you said we're done now, right? And we will see you, and you will listen to us next time. Goodbye, and enjoy yourselves. It, Cheers. Cheers. Don't Cheerio. let the door hit you on the way out. Cheers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't believe we forgot so many things, man. Oh, are we, did we stop the recording? No, I haven't stopped mine yet. Oh, okay, same. Yeah, because I don't like to call cut, remember? Yeah, we never call cut.